This week's Shurim, the second week of Shurim and Hilchashtaris, we're going to start with a discussion of the halachas of Tnaim, stipulations. When a person makes a deal, many times the deal is contingent on certain stipulations, on certain Tnaim, and the halachas of Tnaim are pretty complicated and pretty varied, but we're going to focus on a couple of basic points. First of all, we have to understand that one of the most important fundaments in the din in Chayshim Mishpat is that there's a din of kol kayum. Anything that's stipulated when it comes to money is valid. That means to say that Chazal, Chachamim, gave a right to the parties involved in, in creating a deal to actually dictate the stipulations that the deal is going to be contingent on. It's not something that is necessarily bound by halacha. A person has the right to stipulate certain things. Some, sometimes as, as, as far off and as whacked out as it might sound, nonetheless, if both sides agree to it, that can be a, a many times a valid agreement. Now we're going to get into a discussion later on in the week about um, penalty clauses that are unrealistic, but for right now, we're going to talk about regular realistic stipulations, normal stipulations. Now, one of the reasons why this is true is because Chazal understood that the way that business runs is basically, a, a, it's going to evolve and it's going to be based on the agreements of the two parties. Just to speak out something that's not in the Meir Mekoymas, but the Chubas Meir Shdam and Chesha Mishpat, Simon Shin Pei, writes that Everything when it comes to money has two ways to look at it. The Meshi is that it could be validated. Or it can be according to the halacha that the Torah spells out. That Chazal were mistaken, they made a takana that of any tnai that a person makes with his friend, that it should be able to be valid. And therefore, the common custom for commerce is is considered valid because this is one of the two ways that merchandise, that transactions can take place. Again, the two ways it can be, the transaction can be without any condition just to follow the basic halacha, or it can be the way that the two sides stipulated and Chazal made a takona, they allowed this to happen they decree that that businessmen are allowed to conduct business in a way that's conforming with halacha. Now, obviously, to make conditions that are connected halacha, for example, if let's say two businesses want to make an agreement that they should be able to compete with each other in a way that's against what the Torah says, they should so it's something called yorid laomnes chaveroi. They should be able to compete with each other. So the pesli tshuva and simon kofman and vav writes that to make such an agreement is a kesher boigdim is basically a, a group of crooks, a bunch of crooks getting together to make rules that don't, um, that don't fit with the Torah. Obviously, to make Tznoim, to directly contravene what the Torah wants, is something that's not allowed. But if it's something that does not contravene what the Torah wants, or if there's allowance for those Tznoim, then a person has a right to make those Tznoim. So now let's discuss, in the context of Shtaris, a, a person... And we discussed before, a person who sell, who lends money with a shtar. Now, if the shtar is done with witnesses, the halacha is that the conventional shtar that's signed with witnesses, 
it automatically creates a lien on the property of the borrower, and even if the borrower will sell the property subsequently, it still remains a lien on that property, and the <coughs> the lender can ultimately go collect from that property since he's the first lien holder. He has the lien on the property. Now, let's say the we have a sale. Someone's selling a property to somebody else, and the way that the sale goes is many times they'll take responsibility that there's no liens on it. However, let's say he makes a condition, the precondition that this sale, there's no knowledge of liens, and but however, we do not take any responsibility if a lien should suddenly appear. If someone should come along one day and say, I have a lien on this property, um, then that uh, he can make a condition that he doesn't want to take responsibility. Furthermore, even if they know that this is stolen property, and afterwards, I mean to say they find out that it's stolen property, you cannot go back to the seller and collect it from him. So now, let's say at the time of sale, they're aware that this is stolen property, and there's a question, will this property be taken back or not? Will anyone, will be, will anyone come along and take it to court? In that case as well, the tenai could be that I take no responsibility, says the seller, and if they decide to come take it to court, I don't, I don't have to back it up. So that's even another step that even further, even at that time, because again, call tenai shabu mamakayam, you're allowed to make a condition, and this is a condition. There's not, there is nothing telling me that I'm not allowed to make such a condition. Usually, when you sell property, usually we can assume that there's some kind of understanding that there's no liens on it, but if it's clear that this, was a, this property was a property under dispute, and you're selling it to someone with the full knowledge that it may be taken to court, some, someone may take action on this property, and the buyer is willing to forego his right to come back to you, that tenai is valid. Says the Mechaber in Simon Reish Chafei, Chayesha Mishpat, Simon Reish Chafei, Im Hisna HaMoyche B'Ferish, if the seller specifies clearly, that he should not have any responsibility for this, even if it was known clearly that it was stolen property, and the thief came and uh, took it to court and took it away from the buyer, so since he collected it from the buyer and he wants to go, buyer wants to go back to the buyer, the Meicher is not chayiv to pay. The Einzar Choy Mashem Pa Bal Choy Betarfa, and it goes without saying that if a, an, a pre-existing um, lien holder from some kind of old loan on this property came along and collected it, that he does not have to give anything back. And the, the Mechaber ends with those words: a Kol Tnai Shabemamin Kayim, because every Tnai that comes, that when, any Tnai in Mamin in fine in financial dealings. Is Kayim is valid. So this is a rule found through Rechash Mishpat that when it comes to money matters, any stipulation that was mutually agreed upon is considered binding. Therefore, in the case of the sale, the Mekach is not going to be bottle. You can't say it's a Mekach Tais because you accept it on yourself, the buyer accepted it on himself, and therefore he can't come with a Taina against the seller. Now, when formulating a Tanai, there are certain rules. There are certain rules how the tenai has to be formulated. 
Now, there's extensive discussion in the Gemara about this, and it's based on, on a whole body of Sukkim and the Torah, but we're going to focus on the bottom line summary of what the Halachas are. <coughs> so, the Mechaber says, in Ebn Ezer, Simen Lamed Chesiv Beis, Kol T'nai, Tzarech Liyoz Boi Daladvarim. Every T'nai has to have four things. Ve'eluheinah, these are the four things. Shayyuk Kafel, that it should be doubled. Now, what does it mean it should be doubled? It has to be clear, when you speak it out, the yes and the no. That means if you do this, then then this and this. And if you don't do that, then this and this is going to be the result. So you have to speak out the yes and the no. You can't just rely on the fact that you can deduce the no from the yes, or vice versa. Tonight, number two, condition number two, to be able to make any kind of stipulation, that the tnai means to say the the bottom line, I'm sorry, I skipped the tnai, and the yes should precede the no. In other words, what will happen should precede the no. That's the second condition. The third condition is that the condition the conditional aspect of the shtar has to come before the base, the, bottom, the, the actual definition of the shtar. In other words, if you do this and this, then you will get that. And if you don't, therefore, it's not go- you're not going to get that. So the, the, the tnai, the condition has to come first. And the fourth thing is, it should be something that's, that's practical. If it's not something that's practical, the, it would not have a din of a t'nai. The im chaser ha t'nai echad mehem, and if one if the t'nai is missing any one of these conditions, hare ha t'nai bottle, the t'nai is bottle, ki'il ein shom t'nai klal, as if there are no conditions. Ela tia mikadeshes miyad ki'il ohisna klal, and in the case that the, the mechaber is discussing with the case of a lady getting married, the condition will be valid as if there were no conditions, since the conditions were not laid out according to the four proper uh, conditions that are required for conditions to be involved for Tanaim to be set into a, an agreement. So again, to review the four um, conditions to make a Tanai, it has to be doubled. The yes has to come before the no. The conditional aspect, which means the Tanai, must come before the base. And number four, it must be practical. If any of the above is missing, the stipulation is bottle is severed from the transaction and the transaction remains kaya. That means to say the transaction remains valid. Now you can say, what do you mean? The person shows you that he didn't want that that should happen. He, he's telling you, I only want to do this if that happens. If not, I don't want to do this. So on that, there's a whole discussion in Achreinim. How come the, how come you can take out the condition and leave the maisa? But the bottom line is that the way the conditions work, at least this kind of, of general tenoim, are that the action, the actual base of the star, the transaction itself, remains valid unless you uproot the transaction and reformat it in a conditional way. But if you cannot reformat your transaction in a conditional way, the, the, the transaction remains in place and the transaction will go through since those rules were not in place at the time. Back to Chayshim Mishpat, the Mechaber says in Simon Reis Zayin Sif Aleph, 
If a person is matna to his friend, either karka or metalton, and he made tnoim that are able to be niskayim, that means to say they're actionable, I mean they're practicable, whether the makna, the buyer, or the seller was doing it, or whether the buyer was making the, the tnai, Skipping the Ram over here. Im Niskaimu Hatsnoim, says the Machaber, Nikna Hadavar. If the Tsnoim were fulfilled, and it means to say the Tsnai was, was done properly with those conditions we said before, and the um, Tsnai were fulfilled. Nikna Hadavar, Shahokna, Vimlai Niskaimu Hatsnai, Laikaim Hatsnai, Laikana. Ukrainis Bar Mishmet Tsnai, Baturavan Azar. And the rules of Tsnai were ready in his Bar Baturavan Azar. So, the Mechaber is telling us, you have to have Mishpatei HaTanoim, and if you do those Mishpatei HaTanoim, meaning to say the rules of Tanoim, and you formulated it properly, then the Tanoim is going to work, and the the sale will be contingent on fulfilling the stipulations. So now everyone is probably wondering, so one second, I didn't know all these Mishpatei HaTanoim, and every time I make conditions, that means nothing worked. So we have an Asibus over here, in Simon Reis Zion, and the Sivas at the end of Sivkan Aleph quotes in Ataris Tzvi. Ayin Ataris Tzvi sh'achshav noyagim de'bimetalton lo'i ba'inin t'nai kofel. These halachos that that the Mechaber is telling us that are needed by Karka Metalton, the common minik today, the custom today is that we do not require the the, the halach of t'nai kofel of doubling the t'nai. If yes, if not, that that concept we do not require anymore by metalplin, by movable items. It means to say that we limited this discussion only to cases of uh, karka. This discussion of having the four conditions are only a, by cases of karka. But the cases of metalplin, we, <coughs> we do not need tnaikafel. Now, the Pisgah Choshen in Parakhov, Pisgah Choshen writes that this is not only limited to Tanai Kofel, it means any Mishpatah Tanai. Any of these four Tanai, when it comes to General Metaphilin, any of the four Tanai do not need the Tanai Kofel. Only by Karka, only by land, by real estate transactions, in that case, we're going to need the Tanai and the other Mishpatei time. So again, by Metalplin, says the Atara Svi, and the Pesach Chayshin, that by Metalplin, we're, we're not going to require all these halachas of Tanayim, and by Kark, only by Karkas, we're going to, is where we're going to require these halachas of 